E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Andy Hoop from Global E-commerce Experts, and this is the Expand E-commerce Expander Secrets Podcast. Coming to you live on a whole host of different platforms and channels, I'm sure, but also available as a recorded version on YouTube and our podcast on all good podcast sessions. Uh, but today's a uh, very exciting podcast today because I'm really, really excited to be joined by Prabhat. Uh, he's a marketplace consultant helping online sellers, you know, expand their presence on Amazon and eBay. Uh, he's got over 10 years experience and has worked both UK and international businesses. But I've been working with Prabhat or talking to Prabhat for some time now. Uh, and it's amazing to have him on the podcast at last. We've gone backwards and forwards with various bits. And it's about time we got him on ours. So Prabhat, are you there? Hello, Andy. Nice to be here. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, where are you calling from today? Yeah, so I'm near Hereford today. So, um, yeah. Um, so it's good to be here and happy to chat with you, Andy. Fantastic. So, I mean, obviously, I've just given you a, a quick sentence about you, but let, I've probably not done it anywhere near as much justice as what you're <laughs> going to be able to do. So why don't you give us a little introduction, a bit about who you are and what you currently do, but not in too much detail, because we want to leave some suspense for later. Yes, no, I think you've done a good justice uh, talking a little bit more about me. So I'll just repeat some of the things like I've started um, in the e-commerce space in 2000. Seven. So uh, when I started, I worked for a company selling on Amazon and eBay. I started as a, a, a assistant there where I looked after the eBay account to start with. And then that's how I started this career. And uh, now I'm working as a freelance consultant, helping Amazon sellers, uh, eBay sellers uh, sell online, basically. And there are two key things I do. One, I train businesses and individuals to sell better on Amazon and also provide consultancy um, uh, for anyone who wants to get work done through myself and my team. Fantastic. Well, I think that's epic. So uh, I think what we're going to do for those listening who have followed this format for a while, what we're going to do is get to know Prabhat slightly better before we get to what he's doing right now. Because for me, some of the most interesting bits we find when we talk to you know, people who have got into e-commerce is, is the the checkered history or the various routes into the industry that people have had. And for me, that's really, really interesting. So why don't you just give us a bit, perhaps, where you grew up, where you went to school, did your education, and uh, from there we can then lead into, you know, perhaps what was your first job afterwards? Yeah, so uh, it's a very good question. I'll have to take you uh, many, many thousand miles away. So I was born uh, in Kathmandu, Nepal and uh, where I grew up and I've studied up to university there. So it, it, I moved to this country in 2007, really. So uh, before I was in e-commerce industry, I was working with uh, 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 in a leprosy hospital in a southern part of Nepal. So there is a big chunk of changeover from what I do now, but I think it's adaptability I've learned over the years. So um, yeah, so uh, at the moment, when I started with e-commerce, it wasn't easy to, uh, to to be perfectly honest because it's completely different field. Um, but I think 
if I can do it, I think that's a good witness in some ways. So if a, I personally can do it in terms of um, uh, le- coming to this country, learning all the tricks of the trade and working with uh, online sellers now, helping them to sell online, I think it, anybody else should be able to do it now. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, that's interesting. I, I see. I hadn't, this is why I like doing these because I get to know <laughs> people much, much better. I love that. So did you say you were working in a hospital in Nepal? Was that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, I used to work in a leprosy hospital, which is uh, you can you can imagine it's a biblical disease, and yep. you know today nobody knows about it, but it's still it's a prevalent there in southern part of Nepal, and it still exists. It's one of the busiest leprosy hospitals in the world. It's called Nepal Leprosy Trust. It's interesting that, isn't it? Because that you know there there are certain parts of the world where some of these um, you know, diseases, I suppose, are still prevalent that you you come. You, you sort of forget about because you're not you don't absorb that every day um and i think that's really really key to understand those differences around the world you know that's that's amazing so get you know, with nepal it's one of those places that's on my sort of to-do list you know that sort of you know the 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 different rate like you I, i've just got the mountains in my head you know it's all i can yeah i can just see all these amazing mountains and stuff um yeah. but but it's not just mountains in nepal is it so, uh, yeah, so uh, in one part, in northern part, I would say mountains. So Mount Everest, obviously, is because yep. of Mount Everest, we are known to the world. Uh, but we've got valleys uh, in the middle part, and then we've got a plains. So you can talk from uh, snowy mountains to 40 degrees temperature in the plains. So there is a, uh, there is a quite contrast in the weather conditions, if you, if you like. Um, so yeah. if you if you do want to go there, Andy, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And uh, the pretty obvious things a lot of people do want to do is trekking. So, yes. um, yeah, it's good to get things planning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll avoid the south then where it's hot. Uh, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll aim for the, the middle where it's not so hilly and nice. And, but, yeah, I think that's amazing. So, OK. OK, so you headed here in 2007. Um, and well, that's the UK, should I say. Um, yeah. And that's when you started the e-commerce journey. Would that be fair? Yeah, that's absolutely. So I worked, uh, like I said, in 2007, I got a job to work in an e-commerce company where there was uh, eBay as a small business there. They had uh, cash and carry and import export, but eBay was a starting up. And that's how I started yeah. this e-commerce journey. Okay, so you started, because I think, that, and that's a really good point, that the eBay journey, you know, you know, if I think back to 2007, right then, you know, Amazon wasn't really a thing. I mean, I'd started selling on Amazon probably around about that time. But you eBay was vast. You you know, everyone was spying and selling on eBay as whereas, you know, they weren't really buying on Amazon particularly. I mean, I appreciate that people were, but it wasn't anywhere near the the volume that it is today. I mean, it, it was it was you know huge because you know, I think that the the model that eBay had at the time was just, you know, it was just new to everyone. And everyone was just sort of on that bandwagon, weren't they? It was new, it was sighting, it was online, it was a marketplace and everything else. So what do you think over that time when you you, you were doing that? You, first of all, how long were you doing that for? And secondly, what do you think the key things you learned were during that period? Yes. So I think it's really important to understand the how e-commerce works and also, yeah. it's really good to understand uh, the whole process. Mm-hmm. So the way I learned was actually listing the product, actually managing customer support, actually, you know, packing the product. So, you know, 
it's from A to Z, really. So I worked uh, in-house for six years, and um, my role within the company changed over the period of time. So uh, when it started getting busier, you know, we started with eBay, then I looked into it. Is there any other way to expand that product? Uh, which is obvious thing to think about when you want to expand your business. Where else can you sell? Yeah. Then Amazon was uh, something that I thought of, but it wasn't something that everybody wanted to sell at because uh, Amazon mm. must have had a vendor program then. Now I know yeah. there is a vendor program, but then I didn't. I wasn't even aware of it. Then I yeah. started looking into whether we can sell, um, and then we opened the account. We started listing products there, and then within six to eight months period, we saw Amazon leveling up with eBay sales, and these were yeah. this was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I think over you say that leveling up over what period do you think that happened? Yeah, no, over eight months period. Up? Over eight months period. Yeah, that's bonkers, it was, isn't it? It is really quick. Um, it is really yeah. quick. Amazing, I uh, love that. So, so you did that for six years. Yeah. Um, what what sort of products was it? So it's a mix of products. So it's a home, home and kitchen. It was DIY. It was fishing. Uh, it's because it was uh, cash and carry. There's broad range of products were carried on. And yeah. uh, we took eBay at that time as a, one of the channel to sell more. Um, so at that time, also, it's interesting to find out that, you know, sometimes singles doesn't sell as much as packs of 12s or 16s or 18s. And for us, it was pack sizes we wanted to sell because that means we've got less labor. It's less volume. labor interesting volume, yeah, volume. And we wanted to shift that volume to the best we can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we couldn't believe ourselves when we started selling because it was interesting. So, yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, so, so you did that for six years. What, what was yes. sort of the next step into the e-com world? What happened after that? Yeah, so within that six years time, uh, I think uh, I looked into doing something else within that time. And I'm sort of, a, it may be my habit of trying to look something else within uh, what I can do. Uh, and a little bit a challenge for me it was to try yeah. and reach out to other people because on your own when you work and you can read things, but there is nothing uh, better than meeting someone. And I looked into uh, meetup groups. And that was interesting at the time that there was meetup groups in London, there were meetup groups in uh, various places. So I thought, you know, if I've not got meetup without, within area I'm living, why, why not I start? So I started a meetup group in Cardiff then and started with 10, 15 people. And that's when uh, I started learning a bit more because when you see people, you pick up one or two key things and that I... Yes, it's good for my personal development, but also for my work, because when I work, I brought that knowledge and started implementing it. And at the same time, you know, there's connection, there's connection. And then, as you can see, Andy, that be that sort of meetups and uh, uh, meetups and groups like that turned out into a conference now, which you'll be speaking um, at Fest next year. So, um, yeah. so it started very small, but I think it grew into a some sort of uh, larger conference, so, so to say. Yeah, that. Uh, so, so I didn't realize that again. That this is what I love about this. It started from a meetup. So you, yes. you started doing. So were they? They were your meetups that you're organizing in your local area, I presume. 
That's right. So we start with yeah. Cardiff and then we e easily went into uh, other places like we started with Manchester. Then it was a very obvious place to go to because there are lots of e-com sellers. Uh, we went up, up to Newcastle. We did, yeah. we did quite a few in London. We went into Brighton. So uh, from north, from Newcastle down to Manchester, down to Birmingham, we did in London, we did in Brighton and Leeds. So most of the area were covered. And I did that for, I think, at least five years. Um, and, and, and what better way? You, the, I mean, I'm big on education anyway, but that ability to you know, think, well, I'll tell you what, I want to learn a bit more. I want to meet some like-minded people. Let's create a meetup and let's let's go and learn from each other. Um, and you, you you created that almost into, you know, it, it, well, you've made that into something. Right, you've made that into events and everything else. I think that's really, really important that the ability to be able to switch those things around. So, what was your? You did that for five years. Over that period, at what point did you think, well, this is like a, there's a business opportunity here? Yes. So, uh, within uh, first few meetups, we thought, okay, there is a good of interest. Um, mm. And uh, as soon as I started getting twenty to thirty attendees. Uh, there was interest for um, other speakers to come in. And yep. also there was an interest from different service providers to come in and talk to people, mm -hmm. uh, um, have their thought leadership, and also make a business out of them. So for me, it was interesting because there was a demand. Then I thought, let's try and do sponsorship, which is very obvious. So I started, yep. uh, uh, some service providers started sponsoring it. And yeah, within a few meetups, that's that started on that. And then uh, it continued. It continued throughout. Um, and within that five-year period, at the time, towards the end of the five period, I thought there are lots of other people doing the similar stuff. Mm. Uh, and yeah. I've got to be honest, as much as I liked it, it is not easy because no. when you travel, <laughs> so it's a very late it's a very early start very late comeback um and i i did tie that up with training program because as an online seller uk we we started as a training organization since the start uh, i did tie up with the training so we used to do training in the day from nine till five and meet up in the evening so you can imagine uh you know return to home with like midnight is is normal on the on, on a day like this so all this captain and i thought let's try do something else. And then we started doing uh, a full day conference in Manchester. Uh, yep. We did a couple of them in Manchester. It was more of a general focus in e-commerce. A later part, we started with Amazon just to focus on Amazon sellers fully. Yeah. What was that? What was the switch? Why was it more general? And then it switched more just towards the AMA. Yeah, the, yeah, what, was, what was that switch and why? Yeah, so I think there has to be some focus on things I do um, yep. as as our work has changed as well. So uh, in the past, we were doing training on Google Analytics to Google AdWords to email marketing to SEO to everything else along with Amazon and eBay. So my background is marketing, digital marketing. Amazon is part of it. Um, yep. So but I, if you look at it, if you don't have focus, then you sort of, uh, don't know where you're going. And there was a natural tend towards Amazon support. There was a lot of demand with Amazon sellers. So it made very common sense to start, let's try and do Amazon only conference. Yep. And we started and initially we got 200 attendees. And then I th 
don't think we've stopped. So obviously past two years, it's been difficult. We did online one, but I think it's good to continue that um, in the next few yeah. years. So. so when was the first one then? What year was that? It's a good point. I cannot remember. To be honest. So if I go back, it's 2018, no, 2017, we did a general conference. Yeah. Uh, then so the first one was 200 people. Yes, that's right. That, that's amazing, isn't it? The first one, 200 people. Yeah, that that that's a relief in itself, isn't it? Because you you put events on, and then you think, well, is anyone going to turn up? Is anyone not going to say, going to turn up? What am I going to do? Um, that was amazing. So well done. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's epic. Um, yeah, I've got to be honest. So even uh, now, uh, with next year conference, 2022 March, that's that's we are coming along. Until that day is finished, it's always you got a thought in mind that whether we've got enough people to come in. But you know, we've seen last year we had to stop the ticket uh, from sales because there was so much demand. So yeah. uh, let's see what happens. The, the output is, uh, I think what I, what we need to look at is whatever we are doing through this conference, we are connecting with people, and, and I think yeah. that's important one. And if we don't have a conference of, or if we didn't have a conference, I wouldn't be talking to you today, Andy. No. To be fair. Yeah. No, so, yeah. So it's good to have that connection. And in a overall, taking at the bigger picture, if you can imagine, you know, 10 mm-hmm. speakers coming, 20 speakers coming, a couple of hundred of people coming along. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time we've got a small one, but um, when they connect, you know, it may give a, a greater benefit to those people than myself. Um, yep. A lot of people look at this as a lead generation channel for us. It's not always true for us because a lot of people don't convert to our business. However, I've seen a lot of times that speakers benefit from it, and especially the people who attend, they benefit a lot. And it's about giving back to community as well. Otherwise, it will be boring trying to just do what you do every day. I, I, do you know, <laughs> for anyone listening who's never been to a an event of any type, then you're massively, oh, my life seems to have gone out. Uh, then you're massively missing out on the opportunity to learn from others, network, you hear from you, you know, industry experts. You know, there's so much opportunity that people should be able to glean from any event. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter even even if you, know, I, I say even if, you know, it talks about meetups. You can get so much value from a local meetup. If you're doing e-commerce, e-commerce meetups or whatever it happens to be, you know, there's so many things there that you can learn from and you should be able to get out and go and see people. It doesn't matter where you are, where you're listening. You know, there's virtual events, there's online events, they're the same thing, uh, in-person events. You know, you. I think that everyone now is desperate to get out and talk to people and see people because I think we've been missing that. And yeah. I think everyone wants that now. And why not get out, see people and educate yourself along the on that way. So what will, so while we're on that then, right, let's do a, a shout out for that. So, and just talk about that. So the next one's in March, 2022, um, yes. obviously registrations open, I presume, but do you yes. want to just talk about what that looks like and where it is and all that while, while, while we're on this, this subject of events, because we might as well talk about it now. Yes, absolutely. So it's 11 March 2022. <clears throat> so it's in Manchester. Um, registry is open. It's £49 plus VAT for the ticket. We've got 10 plus speakers and we'll be covering things like uh, marketing on Amazon, expanding globally, including Europe. And you are talking, obviously, about the expanding into Europe side. 
Um, and there are other things like vendor um, managing the vendor account. <clears throat> so, and also there are other things like uh, how to start your own Amazon sales. So we've got a really good panel discussion on Amazon private labels, and there are lots of good speakers in there. So it's all full of practical advice and some inspirations that you'll get. And it's a full day. And we're trying to also do after the event the drinks as well, so you can network with people. And also we are working on to put pre-event dinner as well. So there will be lots going on. And you know, I'd suggest you come in. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you just for for those listening, you you what we as uh, from example from our point of view when we're talking, you know, we we started uh, about a couple of years ago and. We were going to come to one of the ones in Manchester, but it was cancelled because of everything that was going on, just how it is. But the way that you, for, as, a, as a speaker at one of these events, you were really there to just serve. And all right, yes, you know, global e-commerce experts, we would love to make some business off the back of it. Of course we would. But the reality is people going to these events, you're going to be educated. They're not going to be sold at. And I think the reality is, is that, you know, for me, I'm there to serve. I want to give you, I will just talk to people about what they need to do to expand, give people, you know, the the steps, the processes, the, and whatever, you know, people will be able to go off and go and do it themselves. They've just got to note down everything I say, get the slides after in one form or another, and they'll, you'll, you'll be able to go and action that. And I think that's really, really important that you, the, the speakers at all of these events, yes, they're there to expand their brand. Of course they are. You know, I see this for us as branding exercise, you know, letting people know in the UK who we are and what we do, because since Brexit, you know, actually before Brexit, no one in the UK was really our market. We expanded people to Europe. That's what we did. But of course, come Brexit, everyone wants to expand into Europe now because they stopped doing it. Um, so that that's where, but from, you, if you're thinking you know, what's going through a speaker's mind, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak on our behalf. We're there to serve and you should go to these events. I will give you everything in order for you to go away and expand to Europe. Jot, 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 tick box and off you go. So if you're not sure, you know, yes, there'll be an opportunity to, you know, to listen, learn, educate and talk to, you know, industry experts about what they do after at the dinners, either before or after. Um, so, so if you're not sure, 11th of March next year, Amafest in Manchester. That is the only downside for me is in Manchester. Uh, but I'm based in Southampton. That's the only reason, just so we're very clear. Uh, <laughs> I'm Northeast or anything like that that anyone wants to get onto. Um, but yeah, but that's fine. Um, so, so there we go. So Amafest, 11th of March uh, next year. You need to be involved in that. Uh, massive opportunity for anyone uh, who wants to educate themselves on, you know, Amazon specifically. There we go. Yes, okay. Absolutely. Wicked. So, so we've so we've talked about events, but obviously events is only one part of the business, isn't it? Because you know we talked about the consultancy side and everything else. So where did that bit start to come? You, you started saying that well, when we were doing the events, we were meeting people during the day as well. So I guess that that all come hand in hand, did it? Yes. So uh, with regards to other sites, so we were doing um, training, uh, quite a bit of training around the country. And yep. uh, the training involved, you know, doing Amazon training, eBay training, various levels. So the events and training come hand in hand because 
um, when you, it's both about meeting people, right? So yeah. it's all about, uh, like you said, serving people uh, to the best you can. And with training side, we really uh, brought in some of the practical aspects of uh, Amazon and eBay because I have worked practically on, on the account. So I've got practical experience with it. So I brought that across in the training. And sometimes we think, uh, you know, some of the basic things people know it already, but it's not always true. So you can bring in your practical experience in the events and training like that, and people will really benefit from that. Yeah, fantastic. And you, so, I mean, presumably you, I mean, we talked about online sellers there. So is there an area you prefer or is it just you know, general support across you know, a different number of uh, marketplaces? Yeah, so at the moment, Amazon and eBay is a primary market. So uh, we've also... Uh, looked into other channels like uh, Cdiscount and Bold.com. Now, these are another channels in the Europe. You know, obviously, uh, uh, yourself, Andy, you help people expand into Europe itself. So it's it's good for uh, any any online sellers to look other channels because those channels are niche, and sometimes you get less competition there, which means you've got a higher chance of profit and sales growth. So. It's yep. good to keep an open mind on those channels as well. That's interesting. Let's pick up on that bit. So, you know, what do you see? There's obviously you know, new marketplaces coming through. We're seeing all the time. You know, what do you see as as sort of the future? You know, what what marketplaces are? And let's talk UK for the moment. You know, what what marketplace are you seeing coming through? You know, where where do you see that market going? Yeah. So I think we are seeing a lot of niche niche market uh, places as well like they are marketplace just to sell food items they are marketplace just to sell shoes and so on so uh, now these marketplaces are there to help you increase your customer base and a lot of marketplaces they've got their own marketing budget they, they put you out there and it's good to explore this see, because on your own um, and just being in one marketplace uh, which is very competitive it will eat up your margin so it's yeah. always look out for, you know, various other niche marketplaces that you can go. You know, one of the popular one you can see there is Mano Mano for DIY, for instance. So uh, if somebody is in a DIY market, they would obviously go in there to see if there is any get any additional sales. And it may bring 20% of the sales, but that 20% may be, you know, with a higher profit. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting because you know, when you're expanding and you know, let's talk about expanding to Europe or wherever, you know, a lot, a lot of people say, well, I'm already on Amazon, so I'll expand with Amazon. And I think yeah. that's amazing because, you know, you get the opportunity to use the same interface, right? Yeah, it's easy, yeah. isn't it? Right. You just go from one to the yeah. other. But the reality is when you start going into Europe, you, you mentioned CD discount as a prime example in France. You know, it's a massive, massive marketplace in France. It's as big as amazon and you know when you start to say well i'm already doing let's pick a number 10 10 000 euros a month on your amazon france well you could be doing twenty thousand in europe because it's a similar size now there's a few ifs buts maybes who wise wins in that but you know it, it, it's definitely things that you should consider the the omni-channel approach of different marketplaces is absolutely critical to the success of sellers when they're expanding without any shadow of a doubt Okay. All right. Good. So what, what do you see happening over this next three to six months? Where, where do you see e-commerce you going? What sort of things are you hearing and seeing in the industry right now? 
Yes, so there are a lot of, uh, I hear a lot of things about going into other channels, like if you are in the US, there is a lot of focus on Walmart, uh, expanding yeah. into Walmart. Uh, I also hear Amazon is becoming really competitive. So just yeah. staying on Amazon, it's not an option anymore. We need to sell on other websites, like for example, Shopify, for example, it's a yeah. it's a good website to start expanding into. But however, we've got also limitations for a lot of Amazon sellers because we are very much dependent on FBA. As you know, before COVID hit or just about that time, uh, Amazon stopped taking, uh, you know, any deliveries from yep. FBA sellers. So that must have been very, very difficult time for a lot of people because they didn't know what to do because you are so much dependent on them. Mm. Uh, you know, I know it's a very common topic not to depend on one channel, but it really is. And uh, this is the time now when your sales is increasing, you know, get your converting, you know, Amazon and eBay is always going to be cash cow because it's always going to generate you some sales. But while you are doing that, see what else you can do. How can you build your brand? Um, and expanding online to Shopify is a good thing to do. And this is something I think we are seeing uh, a lot of trend now. And hence the demand for fulfillment places like like what you do, uh, Andy, uh, as your yep service provider you know, nice plug thank any, you. yeah so it's anybody you know when we are used to fba we need to level up with fba service mm -hmm. and service providers like yourself and they um uh, i'm sure you can take in the whole lots of feed from shopify or any other channels and yeah. and and fulfill the order so that's your problem solved and i'm yeah. uh, and then because of seller fulfilled prime you can have a similar level of uh, service there so it's it's very difficult to side away from amazon i'm not saying that stop you know we can't stop not selling on amazon because it's generate sales you know if we talk to people and some of the people they say if you sell on ebay amazon is like for example three or four times more okay fine it's not for all categories but it's fine but if the account is shut and we, we all know if the account is shut, it can be shut for, shut for you know a couple of weeks, months, and you've got a, wages to pay and all that sort of thing. So it's good yeah. to expand when you can. I, I th you do you know that 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 you as you say, you know that omni-channel approach, that fulfillment house. You know Amazon just shut its doors. You know what happens if Amazon shuts its doors again? You know you need a fulfillment center, storage facility, somewhat may. You know, we even suggest now coming off the back of you, uh, you're talking about that, you know, where we say to sellers that actually what you should be doing is even you're using FBA, you should probably have one SKU that you can get seller fulfilled prime on so that if Amazon does shut Amazon doors again, you've got prime ready to go straight away. You know, you only have to do it for one SKU. You don't have to do it for everything. It's not like everything has to be seller fulfilled prime. You can do it for just one SKU. And I think that's really important that, you know, people are getting get really annihilated with their IPI score and their ability to get stock into Amazon. Yeah, we got clients that are bringing containers in and, you know, they, they just can't send everything in that they could send in. It's bonkers. Um, so I think that's really, really key that, you know, how else can you diversify? If Amazon shuts your doors today, where are you going to get your cash from? You know, what's that look like? Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. Prabhat, that was amazing. Uh, if people want to get in contact with you, people want to learn more about what you do, how you do it, and to have a conversation with you, what does that look like? 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm always, uh, you can always get in touch through our website, onlinesellerukcom uh, There's a contact us form and you can just find me there. Or if you want to connect me in LinkedIn, it's my name is Prabhat Shah and just search me out in Google and you'll find me and we can connect. Fantastic. Okay. And we'll have uh, some links below above wherever that might be depending on where you're looking into it or where you're sit reviewing this later uh so Prabhat, that's been super interesting uh really really insightful uh, it's been amazing having you on thank you very much for your time uh it really really is uh much appreciated because i know your time's precious so thank you um, yeah, absolutely it's a pleasure to be here and it no problem ladies and gentlemen uh this was another e-commerce expander secrets uh podcast it's been amazing. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, anything expansion related, get in contact. We'd love to support you. We're here to serve and support your needs expanding into Europe. That's it from us. Stay safe. Look after yourself. This was Andy from Global Commerce Experts. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye for now.